Good afternoon, fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State. Brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news, where it's not about right or left, it's about right and wrong. It's about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ about not ending in prayer, but moving to action. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Father, deliver us from the evil one. Welcome to Patriot Radio. Good afternoon, Eastern Washington and fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio. The Globalists today hurtling us toward World War III, also on Patriot Radio today. The Middle East, well, it is a regional war. We're going to show you the latest. And a significant Islamic anniversary coming up that everyone needs to know about, but you have not heard about. In fact, I had to send out a reminder to people, but it's very, very important. And something very likely will happen on that day or near it as we approach Ramadan. And finally, we're going to hear from Falake Kellogg, a prophetic voice and a leader in the Her Voice movement today and the event that is coming up on April 13th, you are all going to want to be a part of. Here at Patriot Radio, we bring you more accurate information than the legacy media, and our heart is for you and your family to be informed and prepared for the times ahead, and indeed the times that are already upon us. No fear, we were made for this. Now, the summer of harvest, yes, that is a big theme, and the enemy is raging because God is already on the move. So first, in our Bible teaching segment today, I want to talk about a long-standing prophetic verse from Hosea chapter 13. Now, some, some people might try to argue with this, maybe. I, I don't know, but when you read this, there's not a lot of context to it, but there is context when it's combined with something else. We're going to get to that right now. Hosea 13, verse 15. Though he flourishes among the reeds, an east wind, and in fact, some translations say an evil east wind will come, the wind of the Lord coming up from the wilderness, and his fountain will become dry, and his spring will dry up. It will plunder his treasury and every precious article. Samaria will pay the penalty for her guilt because she has rebelled against her God. Now, I want to talk about this quickly. If you don't know where Samaria is, well, that is where, well, the remnants of Palestine are right now in the West Bank. But there's an important prophecy. Some of you have heard me talk about this before, that if you're paying attention to it, suddenly this really fits. And the other part of this that I think is important is it's not just uh, me saying this, but early church fathers talked about this prophecy as well, including Ephraim the Syrian and Hippolytus. Now, Ephraim the Syrian said in his book, The End Times, chapter 3, page 26, and also 303 to 373, senseless desert nations would arise. Hippolytus said it would be an evil east wind in his book, On the End of the World, chapter 4, page 99. And he 
really is alluding to this passage in Hosea chapter 13, verses 15 through 16. And then in chapter 15 of 2nd Esdras, which was in the 1611 King James Version of the Bible, it says this, Behold a horrible vision that appears in the east from where the dragon nations of Arabia will come with many chariots and the multitude of them will be carried as the wind upon the earth. All who hear them will fear and tremble. Also the Carmanians, that's the Iranians, modern-day Persia, raging and wrathful will attack as wild woodland boars and with great power will come and join in the battle with the dragon nations. They will lay waste a portion of the land of Assyria, but then the dragons will have the upper hand. They will remember their true nature and will turn on themselves, conspiring together in great power to persecute each other. Then these who will be bled dry will keep silent under their power until they can flee from the land of the Assyrians or Syria. Will this enemy besiege them and consume some of them? All will fear their host and there will be strife among their kings. Behold, clouds from the east and from the north will come into the south. And they will be very horrible to look upon, full of wrath and storm. They will smite one upon another, and they will smite down a great multitude of stars or religious factions upon the earth, even their own star. Now, I want to I want to talk about and educate on what that means for the early 600 years of the church and after this prophecy, they believed that these dragon nations of Arabia that that arose would be the very embodiment of evil. And in 632, when Muhammad died, and from that point on, you can see iconography in the Eastern Roman Empire that talks about a dragon being slain by St. George. And that dragon in church history, all the way up even to present times, has always symbolized Islam and has always symbolized the jihad against the West, which brings us to a very important date. And if we could bring that tweet up, since the jihadists are about dates, the hundredth anniversary of the abolition of the caliphate is Sunday on March 3rd, 1924, the caliphate was officially abolished, being the, the greatest defeat of Islam in the history of the war between Islam and the West. So this is an extremely important date. And because jihadis are so about dates, I thought I would remind everyone today that Sunday is a big momentous date on the calendar. But also, if we could bring up the, the images right now, the abolition of the caliphate was a huge thing at the time because the dragon nations of Arabia had finally been defeated. But the prophecy seems to allude to the fact that at the last times, the dragon nations of Arabia will arise again for a very short period of time and will war and I find this interesting against the Iranians and the Syrians. And what is common to both of those countries today is they are both Shia, whereas the Sunnis and, and Al-Qaeda and ISIS and Turkey have been warring against these Iranian proxies. Now, it's way more complicated than just that, 
Okay, I understand. But two years ago, Recep Erdogan, the leader of Turkey, who was declared by the Muslim Brotherhood's spiritual oversight, Al-Kardawi, to be exactly fitting, exactly fitting, all of the criteria for a caliph. Well, two years ago, he turned the Hagia Sophia, which was originally a Christian church before the sack of Constantinople in 1453, it was originally a Christian church. It was turned into a mosque. But in 1924, when the caliphate was abolished, it was turned into a museum so a caliph could never be ordained again. Well, two years ago, Recep Erdogan turned it back into a mosque. And everyone said, we know what you're trying to do. So wouldn't it be interesting if something is declared on Monday? We'll see. But at least it keys us to the times that we're in. Because it never really happens exactly on the date. But they know these dates even better than Christians do. In fact, sometimes a lot better than Christians do. And so we need to be educated about the history of the war between Islam and the West. And there are several great books out there about that, Sword and Scimitar, and also Defenders of the West, both by Raymond Ibrahim, who we had on the show before. But there's, there's other books besides that. We just need to know as Christians that these are times that if the caliphate is declared, that that means instant war everywhere in the world against Christians. And yes, that is authoritative Islam. Nobody argues that. So let's be wise here and understand the signs of the times and also what to do about it. If you get a chance today, please take a moment, share Patriot Radio, like, follow us on Telegram, and also subscribe to us on Rumble, comment, and just interact with the page. It helps us to beat the algorithm, and we, we are beginning to see it break out. So thank you to everybody that has been doing that. And it's really important to educate our friends and our family members who don't know any of this stuff. And I've never seen this stuff either. So... I want to talk next about the time that we're in also from a practical perspective. Uh, in the good versus evil segment today, it, it just seems like evil is becoming more and more in your face. It, it used to be under the surface. Now it's being more in your face. And today, well, at least in West Africa, they believe in dancing demons. Go ahead and roll the clip. Do you think this is cool or scary? Their cults and Beto under the traditional voodoo guardians of the night among the Ogu people of Benin, Togo, and Nigeria. Zang Beto translates to men of the night or night watchmen. Their job is to wander the streets and detect thieves and witches and to protect law and order. Now, bringing that up, what do we do in times of evil? Well, we help those who are hurting the most. And that brings us to our Jesus glorifying segment, helping people at their lowest. And sometimes it's, well, it's just right around here in downtown Spokane. We like to refer to them as people of peace. And here you can see the video where somebody who is in a lot of distress is being helped out by some churchgoers. And sometimes it's just that cool bottle of water 
that can turn somebody's life completely around. Again, take a moment right now and share the show or comment. And that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing coming to us from the globalist front. It's interesting that they have, and they being the powers that be, have decided to come out with everything right now and be so open about it. It really shouldn't surprise us, but they must believe they're close to the finish line to not even care anymore about being so transparent. So that brings up central bank digital currencies. Now we have a clip where the powers that be admit that this is all about control and controlling you and controlling me. Roll the clip. Analysis on CBDC in particular for the use of general to the general use, uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who is using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Thanks for telling me I should use uh, cash. A key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. How about no? And how about uh, that guy shouldn't be really telling me anything about what to do. But he's admitting the plan. This is no longer, this isn't conspiracy theory. It's fact. They're coming out with this stuff. And we're going to talk about fact checkers here later in the episode, but they're coming out directly with this stuff. They want to use central bank digital currency to control what you can buy or sell. Oh, man, I read about that somewhere. Where was that? Revelation? What you can buy or sell because they don't like the fact that they don't know what you're buying or selling when you use cash. So everybody listening to the show, praise the Lord, we should use cash. We should do gold and silver, and, and we should also... Look at some cryptocurrency, but that's a separate show because that gets people all in a huff. There's a, there's a, a place for cryptocurrency. There is. But you have to understand the full picture, not just part of the puzzle. And that brings us next on the globalist front. Wow. Now, if I, if, I don't know, if, if I was just a, guy from little old Spokane, Washington. And I heard that the technocrats claimed an AI breakthrough that they can now generate boundless, clean fusion energy, which means that they figured out something with nuclear power. But you won't get any of it. I would be paying attention. So now the necessary requirements for this are listed in this article, but this is the key. Princeton researchers report that a new AI model has solved one of the major roadblocks to generating fusion energy. There are many stumbling blocks in the racetrack to nuclear fusion, the reaction at the core of the sun that combines atoms to make energy. Instead of atoms being split apart, they're combined, generating more energy than it takes the power to power the reactors. So it's a, it's a net plus reaction. In other words, it's, it's energy that would be balanced and, and should obviously be free. But 
The first two requirements are to register a continuous 24-hour-per-day basis, the total net conversion of energy, and by means of registration of energy converted and consumed, make possible a balanced load. I, I just, I'm going to stop for a second. Okay, let's say they did have fusion, right? Then it should be free for everybody, right? I mean, we're going to share that. Or do we believe in the free market and we should then develop it or they're going to hold it and only give it to the certain particular people? Well, here's the, the point. Why are we taking out dams right now? Why, or, or even having the discussion, how, how ludicrous it is. In 2028, we, were, we had predictive models when I was on uh, the House Environment Committee as a ranking Republican. We had predictive models that said, that we would be at grid instability in 2028 if we continue to add electric cars to the grid and all these electrical, you know, electrifying things, all these electrical devices to the grid. We would have grid instability by 2028, which means brownouts, by the way, just so we're clear. And the key was baseload power. Well, the best baseload power out there is hydroelectric power. Another great baseload power can be natural gas. Another great baseload power can be nuclear power. And small modular nuclear reactors were really the solution. And we were talking about it back then, but they were so afraid of nuclear power. And it is, it is a total lie. Small modular nuclear reactors could be put outside major industrial areas and cities. And we would be able to reduce the drain on the grid so that it could be redirected to residential areas. So the issue really here is not power in the electrical sense. The issue is power in the take control sense. What is happening is they're trying to create an artificial scarcity of power because wind power and solar power do not produce power, generally speaking, when it's needed the most or they don't produce it in enough stable quantity. So the issue really is then who's controlling the power that we get. And dams are freedom. Nuclear power is freedom. Natural gas power is freedom. And that's what they don't want you to know. They want to control that. So very interesting article. We're going to post that up here in a little bit. And that brings us to the China front. The United States Coast Guard boards Chinese vessels. U.S. Coast Guardsmen inspected two Chinese vessels this month while screening the South Pacific for illegal, unreported, and unregulated fishing, according to an agency official. The U.S. Coast Guard and accompanying police officers from Kiribati boarded the fishing vessels while on a joint patrol of the Pacific Island nation's vast exclusive economic zone. All right. This means that the United States now has been in direct contact with Chinese fishing vessels, which are part of a military unit to gather intelligence, not just fish. That is a flashpoint. And if this happens again where we board a Chinese vessel, what happens if the Chinese fight back? China's fifth research station in Antarctica sparks concerns about its ambitions. The station can collect signals intelligence from Australia and New Zealand, the two nearest countries, as well as telemetry data on rockets launching from newly established space facilities on both countries. Of course they're spying on Australia and on New Zealand. Of course they are. So 
The only thing that's going to stop communism, the only thing that is going to stop communism is for good people to stand up and say enough. And the fact of the matter is the Chinese economy keeps heading down. They have every reason to start a war to try to hold on to power, a war that would ignite very likely through Taiwan or the Philippines. A great infographic detailing the Chinese PLA activity around Taiwan for February 2024. As you can see this, uh, 314 Chinese aircraft detected, 163 warships detected. And you can see where they're patrolling. Now, if you don't know the geography of Taiwan, on that west side of Taiwan where you see all the activity, that west side of Taiwan, there is a mile, a mile plus of shallow water there. On the other side, on the east side of Taiwan, are very, very sharp cliffs. Generally speaking, there's a couple beaches over there. So it's interesting that the, the, the Chinese are, are patrolling right there. And they're, they're mapping, no doubt, every square inch of that, that beach. And just last week, a couple uh, military sources have said they're very concerned of a surprise Chinese attack before the 2027 timeframe. China is also flooding America with fentanyl on purpose to undermine our society. China sees this as payback for what the UK did to them with opium. China already is waging war with the United States, but not with guns, but with poison. Now, this is called unrestricted warfare, where every aspect of life is a battlefield. And so, of course, the Chinese are using fentanyl to attack the United States of America. And if you don't know history, the United Kingdom allowed opium dens, particularly in Hong Kong and other places, to flourish, essentially making the population so drug-addled that they could keep control over China. China has never forgotten that, never forgotten that. And so I think accurately, Peter Schweitzer, in his new book, Blood Money, is identifying the motivation, revenge. And now understand, this is a century later. The Chinese are thinking way long-term, just like the Russians. Way long-term, and this is vengeance for what happened back then. What else have they spent so long planning? Well, recapturing Taiwan is one answer. And the second is, besides capturing Taiwan, the second is how to deal with the United States of America. And that brings us now to the Middle East front. Israel comes out swinging against Russia, condemns Russian attack on Ukraine, draws attention to Russian-Iran cooperation, calls Ukraine an ally, and says Israel will provide Ukraine with an early warning system against missiles. So there is a huge shift. Now, Israel had traditionally been fairly neutral between the United States and Russia, at least publicly anyway. But this is a very, very hard shift toward the West. Also, Iran gives Hezbollah a green light to escalate attacks on Israel, according to unconfirmed reports cited by the Jerusalem Post. Tehran reportedly favors large-scale Hezbollah assault to disrupt IDF plans for attack on last Hamas stronghold in Rafah. So if that operation in Rafah starts, then watch to see 
what Hezbollah does up north, that Iranian proxy. Significant U.S. and coalition reinforcements are reported to have arrived earlier today at the Rumelin landing zone in northeastern Syria, with reinforcements arriving from western Iraq and consisting of at least 10 M2A3 Bradley infantry fighting vehicles, as well as over five Chinook transport helicopters. So very clearly, the United States is signaling we're going to stay there, even though Iranian proxies have continued to attack. And this is an interesting commentary from OSINT Defender. We have officials who quote figures from organizations which are controlled by internationally recognized terrorist groups currently running our nation's military. This is where we are at. The Pentagon cited 25,000 civilian casualties. But when Secretary Austin did that, he didn't say that he got his numbers from the Gaza Health Ministry. We're not supposed to be taking reports from clearly terrorist-influenced or controlled organizations, are we? And that brings us to the Russia front. Yeah, this is, I think this is a bigger development than many people realize. Transnistria officially calls on Russia to come to its aid amid, amid economic pressure from Moldova. This is a very, very small strip of land between eastern Moldova and Ukraine. Transnistria does have uh, Russian troops and obviously Russian intelligence there. And this has been a, a very contentious strip of land for a long, long time. Um, in fact, right down near this strip of land during World War II was one of the worst uh, holocausts of the war. But also, this just has been generally unstable. And now, if Moldova has a war, does that draw in the European Union? Does that draw in NATO? I'm here to tell you, it looks like NATO thinks so, even though they're not saying it publicly. Defense Minister from Poland just signed an agreement with the U.S. to buy six Patriot air defense batteries and 23 Nauru AD batteries. This would give Poland the world's most modern air defense system. The deal cost $2.6 billion. Following on the heels of that, NATO's potential future secretary general, Estonian prime minister, is asked whether all options are on the table regarding Ukraine, including European boots on the ground. Quote, all options are on the table, end quote. Now, nations... After this and after France came out and said that it was an option to send troops in, we're very hasty to say, hey, no, we're not going to send troops in. But I think based on these actions, these nations in Eastern Europe very clearly believe that war is in the offing. And that brings us now to the South America front. Brazil's extreme left-wing leader agrees with Putin. I hope Biden wins the election. Thank you, J. Michael Waller, for that. These communists are all very, very well connected. And we could see that when some Eastern European communists tried to attack yours truly. And, oh, by the way, it was very quickly picked up by the Socialist Review. And that brings us now to the national front. Trend smugglers cloning Border Patrol and other vehicles Criminal organizations operating 
along the U.S. southern border have been increasingly using vehicles that are now exact or near exact duplicates of Border Patrol vehicles and commercial trucks. I would say that is a huge problem. The border right now, the southern border right now, is wide open. And I think this issue is going to help determine the next election in November. Also, not only is the border a problem in Texas, but also the government attempting to take over the grid in Texas. Now, if you don't know the grid, there's basically three grids in the United States. Texas is the independent grid. You have the east and west. And again, I'm oversimplifying it massively just for the sake of discussion. Why would the federal government want to take over an independent electric grid to make it less resilient? We should be hardening our grids right now, but within 72 hours of Biden taking office, he stopped all of those preparations to help harden the grid that Trump had put in. Now, I'm sure they're going to say, well, we're nominally doing this and that. No, no, no. It only costs 25 to $40 billion to harden the entire grid in the United States of America. Why are we not doing that? And worse, why would they want to take over a grid that's actually trying to address some of these problems? Also coming to us from And Magazine, Anatomy of a Hit, How Leftist NGOs Bury the Truth. Well, NGOs step in and fact check your statements, brand you as a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic and conspiracy theorist, and advise all right thinking Americans to ignore you. Well, comments are buried in the cone of silence descends. Well, he's got a great example of this in practice. I'm going to post up here later. But this is how they do it. If you bring out the truth, and now here, here's something very important to understand. Voices right now, some of them, are being allowed to speak because they're reinforcing the narrative that the globalists want. Back in 2016, why did they try to connect Trump with Russia? Why did they pick Russia in 2016? Why? Because that's who we're going to be at a world war with here very shortly? And then they're going to turn around because MAGA is connected to Trump and Trump is connected to Russia and they're trying to connect Russia now to all of MAGA. They're going to use that as the excuse to begin coming against the colluders because we're at war and they're going to accuse Christians and those people who want to make America great again with colluding with the enemy. Could that be the possible narrative, which means, by the way, it's been planned the whole time. And anybody who actually comes out and says that or, or says, hey, we need to stop buying into all of these narratives out there and start talking about the United States and our real enemies. Why are those voices, voices way down and other voices way up? We need to ask ourselves these questions. And as usual, Sam Faddis has a great analysis here. Also... This is a disturbing story. Mom sparks viral backlash against Target by pointing out disturbing detail in dresses for young girls. She was looking at dresses for her daughter. I mean, we're talking seven-year-olds, okay? And all of a sudden, notice substantial cutouts around the waist and slits. I thought Target would have learned something, but apparently not. 
And she brings up the great question, what in the world is going on here? In other words, are they trying to sexualize seven-year-old girls? Interesting article as well on fluoride. Joe Rogan and Cat Williams talk about how fluoride in the drinking water lowers IQ. And just the fact that this is now being brought forward, that fluoride was never supposed to be ingested. This is finally a good conversation to have. Now, I know that there are people out there that get all emotional about it. But the fact of the matter is that a Union, Union County Commissioner's meeting in North Carolina decided to stop using fluoride in its water supply after residents were concerned about possible side effects on children. And a person shared the following, quote, millions of pregnant women are currently being exposed to levels of fluoride that have potential to lower their children, children's IQs by at least four to six points. And these are based on a study, 2019, in JAMA Pediatrics that revealed, quote, Fluoride exposure during pregnancy may be associated with adver adverse effects on child intellectual development, indicating the possible need to reduce fluoride intake during pregnancy. I think that's a good question to ask and a good question to talk about. All right, we're going to wrap up here with a couple of things. First of all, in Canada right now, Canada's Bill C-367 would make it illegal to reiterate parts of the Bible, stripping away the good faith defense for what is deemed by the state as hate speech. Traditional Christian practices such as celebrating Christmas or attending church service will be considered crimes that carry severe penalties. Understand what's happening. A first world country is intentionally attacking Christianity, which brings us to a great tweet by Eric Metaxas. Christian nationalism is a term deliberately invented to confuse people and to intimidate Christians into silence and inaction. True Christians always oppose forcing others to do anything. So any suggestion to the contrary is a vile lie. But of course, Satan is the father of lies. I could not agree more. What a wonderful statement. And what, what has what they always try to accuse you of, they always try to conflate dominion with force, and no one has ever said it. People have studied it. People have talked about it. People have said, that's not what Christians are talking about, but that's what they will always try to project because that's what they actually want to do to you. They want to use force. And they're projecting onto us what is really in their hearts. Great job, Eric Metaxas. And lastly, I find it very fascinating this year on the regional front, but also on the national front, that many Republicans and Democrats in traditionally safe districts are retiring or pulling back this year, including Senate Leader Mitch McConnell. What do they know that we don't? You don't see this unless there is something out there that is in the offing. There appears to be some knowledge out there that needs to be exposed that they're reacting to. And it's not just the fact that the RNC is going to be taken over by MAGA. That's not it. There's something else that's happening here, something deeper. I think we need to keep asking that question.
And that brings us now to the local front. Woo, super excited. Coming up, April 13th in Olympia, Washington, the Her Voice movement and the call to the Capitol is going to happen. We're going to talk about that a little bit more on the show today. It is going to be a time of prayer. It's going to also be a time of fasting, but it's going to be a time of prayer and declaring the truth of God. That is coming April 26th. Uh, I'm sorry, that is coming April 13th. And then April 25th, General Michael Flynn is going to be here in Spokane screening his movie. Now, the link for that is going to be put out on our website stuff on Monday. Okay, so be paying attention because this is going to sell out. We're going to put it out on Monday, April 25th. General Flynn is going to be here screening his new movie. Then the following night... So these are both at night. The following night, on April 26th, we have America's Future here, General Flynn, Laura Logan. We're going to be talking about human trafficking, and it is the Get in the Fight Summit for the Pacific Northwest, Faith, Family, and Freedom. Then the next day on Saturday, the 27th, the whole day we're going to be doing awareness training and how you can get involved in the fight to stop human trafficking. So both events back-to-back. We also have this event on April 13th. Look forward to seeing you all there. And that is the briefing. Remember, the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. Thank you to everybody that has been praying for us. And make sure you follow us on Telegram. Subscribe to us on Rumble. Hit the like button and the share button. And always, of course, comment. Share. Give us some feedback. What you think about our guests. So today, our guest is Falake Kellogg. She's a prophetic voice for this time. A pastor at the Collective Church and a leader of the Her Voice movement. Falake, it is great to finally have you on Future Radio. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Well, you're fresh off coming back, talking from uh, and, and talking to Lou Engel. I want you to share. What, what can we expect in America? What is the Lord saying? Wow. Um, there's so much going on, and I want to say a a moment right now, Erica. I I was there with Jonathan Pan. You know, he's reading the Josiah um, Reformation. I was there with um, Don Sheets was there. And what I will say is when there's darkness, light shines bright. And I believe that America is a time where God is inviting us to join the narrative. That like Josiah, it was a time of darkness. God had already said I'm to the nation. And Josiah, in eight years, was able to stand and was able to bring down the veil, which we have in America, um, yeah. abortion. Oh, looks like it just cut. Well, what she was talking about is, so Rabbi Jonathan Kahn was down at the meeting that they were at with Lou Engel and his book, The Josiah Manifesto, talking about the reforms that Josiah implemented as a child and, and how those reforms actually saved the nation for a generation. Now, at that time when Josiah was king, there was rampant apostasy in the land. There were, uh, there were, Idols venerated on the high places. There was just massive 
rampant orgies as far as the, the prostitution with the ashram is concerned. And then on top of that, they were doing things even in the temple and in Jerusalem, and they were sacrificing children on the altar of Molech. So Josiah, one of the things that he did is he actually went to the top of one of these high places. And not only did he destroy the high place up there, but he dug up the bones of the priests that had been the caretakers of that high place. He burned those two on the altar. So this is, this is an important thing to understand with the Josiah Manifesto, that there is the opportunity for reform in our time, and we need to be unafraid and unashamed about talking about biblical morality. And most people in their heart, they already know this. They haven't seared their conscience to the point where they don't know it. Most people already know this. They know that marriage is between one man and one woman. They know that there is a problem in the United States and that, that there is a lack of morality that is, that is starting to take the country in a very seriously wrong direction. So, Falaki, I hope we have you back up now. Yes, you have me back. Uh, perfect. So, Josiah, eight years old, continue. So, Josiah, we're in that moment um, in 2020. I had a God told me that there will be a Josiah revelation. Well, I didn't connect it until I was away this weekend and I realized that Josiah. Time it was the darkest time. His father murdered baby. It was the time era of bail. America in the era of bail, where we are murdering the LGBTQ, removing parts of humanity, almost as if there's an enemy fighting against the image of God. Whether they are in the mother's womb or come out of the mother's womb to confuse them. Well, I wanted to say in that time it was dark, but God had. A solution. It was Josiah, King Josiah. He raised up in the time of the darkest time, and he went after this image of Baal, just like what you said about. And I know you are yeah. one of us in that. That's a Josiah revelation where we bring down the strongholds of Baal and saying to the Lord, perhaps, perhaps we can have a reformation. Perhaps instead of judgment, there can be eminent that can push back what the enemy has planned. The, the plan of the enemy is, is big war. Yeah. Many people don't like it. It so is. We are bringing war, but that was what was happening in the Old Testament. But there was a remnant that rose up. They were to live in holiness. They pulled down Baal. They remove Molech. This leader, a young Paul Josiah, and God turned everything. And I believe that just this week, to conference, it was so powerful because um, I had a dream um, about a war in America. I've mm. had this dream, and um, in one of the dreams, this one I had in September in 2020. I haven't shared this with you. But the reason I'm sharing was that that dream was fulfilled. It was fulfilled this weekend. In the dream, my husband and a friend, Josh, they were training people. We were at war in America, but there were no guns, only bows and arrows. 
Mm. And when they were training people, it was not enough bolts and arrow, so you couldn't have one if you weren't trained. So what happened was, in the, the Lord showed me what he said to me in the dream, if you can get to lose and touch sheets together, yeah. they have the key to stop the war. That was in September 2023. And Dutch Sheets just had that had that prophetic thing with the arrows. There we go. Boom. Yes. So I I sent this dream to Dutch Sheet in September. But I was told that do you know what we are doing now from his intercessors? I said, no. They said we are actually in or somewhere and we are sending 300 arrows. They said you could not have known it's only five of us that are here. Well, he sent the arrows. And I asked Papa Lou, I said, I have both of you together like me. Well, Dutch has been busy in that he didn't know. They haven't been together for seven years in oh, wow. the same room like that. So he said to me, I don't know. Dutch is busy. What, what happened this weekend? Dutch shows up at the two conference. And he got there and began to pray that America will be saved. America will be saved. And while I was there, uh, uh, one, of his, uh, one of Papa Lou's daughter, um, daughter, a spiritual daughter, comes up to me and said, why are you standing here? Isn't this your dream? This is the moment of your dream where God brought them together in the same room. And they have the key to stop the war. Gives me a mic and I run up the stage and I call Papa Lou to get on the stage with dot sheets and we began to prophesy and all of a something something came over me. There was hope and I heard saying America will be saved. Amen. America and will I, be saved. Yes, but I believe there's going to be a great shaking. I believe there will be a shaking, shaking a remnant, but. There will be revival. What we think it is, it's going to be different. God is not new wine into old wine skin. Yep. We must come. Repentance. Josiah called it back to repentance. Without repentance, this thing is not going to go good. And what my dream was, and so I, I feel like wherever everyone, is, we must turn back to God. We have walked away from God. The key from the story of Josiah in 2 Kings 22, 2 2, is that Josiah turned it back to God by having the Passover again. What we're doing, 50 states, we're coming to pray to fast. We're, we're going to stand, but Josiah had to call them back to repentance. That's right. Amen. And, and so April 13th, we are coming together in Olympia to stand and to pray and to fast and to declare God's truth and decree his words and his judgments. And we, yes. this is going to be an important thing because over 60 ministries have already committed to be a part of this event. I'm excited yes. about it, but, but if you can cast a little bit of vision for this, tying into what you just said. Yes. So um, while we were praying um, I think a year ago, Papa Louis, had this, he had this um, having 50 states praying together 
on the same day, the day that Esther went before the king in the book of Esther to come together, pray together. We're going to, we're going to fast three days before the event. So we're not coming just for coming. We're coming because we will have fasted and spoken to the principality. You can't have our region. We Amen. are still fast before it. Then when we show up on that day, we have come and um, fasting. We're coming to pray. Then we're coming to end. Well, what was so beautiful about I know Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce have traveled to the 50s. I know Sean Foyt is doing but I don't know if it has happened at the same time. No. All 50 states hasn't. So there's something historic about to happen. And I had a dream that there was war in America. That dream will be a year, a year, two days after we go to the capital and the reason why i think this is important is when i had the dream the lord took me up on uh, up above america and there was a simultaneous attack in all 50 states the sleeper cells were right and 50 states was under attack i believe that all 50 states going to their capitals two days before the year anniversary is strategic. I think the Lord, as we plead the blood of Jesus, as we take communion, as we pray, as if as, as we fast, as we stand, I believe God will shut down the demonic powers that are about to rise against this. Yeah, I don't think people understand the gravity of this day, April 13th. Every state capital around the country, all at the same time, Praying together, yeah. fasting together, decreeing together, declaring together, and, and, and taking communion together. Amazing yeah. stuff. So, Falaki, in the last two minutes that we have left, where can people go get more information? And how do you think we should be praying in the lead up to this? Very good question. First of all, we have, if you go to the Her Voice movement, um, and then we have the Don't Mess With Us. It's, you can get information from there. And as we begin to prepare, I just will say it's very simple. We need to turn America back. We need to be praying that we repent. We need to pray for our leaders to repent. We need to be praying for the fear of God to come back into the nation. We need to be praying that leaders are building their kingdom and of God because many leaders are going to hear this and they're going to still stay behind. They won't invite their church to do this. And I want to say if a leader out there, this is the time if we don't have a name, we don't have a church. So this is the time that we need all on deck. I mean, uh, you guys are coming from okay. We have people coming in from the center of Washington. So we just say repentance. Drop what you're doing. Talk to you. We have a nation to bring back to God. And that is what I will say. Get to her voice movement. Get to the don't mess with our kids and get all the information. And if you want to volunteer, we, we need you on that day. Amen. It's going to take all of us, all of us yep. repenting and praying and declaring to turn the nation around. Falake, so great to have you on Patriot Radio today. I want to have you on again. Blessings to you yes. and keep up the fight. Thank you. All right. Milwaukee Kellogg, pastor of the Collective Church and also leader of Her Voice Movement, April 13th. 
call to the Capitol, men and women, thousands coming to the Capitol in Olympia to pray, fast, and stand. And this is what needs to happen all over the country. And it is going to happen all over the country at the same time as part of this movement. We're going to have more on this in future episodes. And we're going to have more, too, from the folks coming here after that event, General Flynn and Laura Logan and America's future. But what I want to tell you is this. And what I, what I hope you receive, I hope you receive this. Today is the time. Now is the time to actually stand and be the Christians God has called us to be. Oh, Matt, you don't understand my schedule. Well, I, I, I can probably relate to you in, as far as schedules are concerned. But what God has called us to do is, if we really love this country, are we willing to set aside time to pray, to fast, to stand? Are we willing to set aside a day? Are we willing to set aside watching TV shows at night, scrolling on the computer, or on our phones? Are we willing to set that aside? Because we want our children to live in peace and prosperity and freedom. Are we willing, men, to stand up as warriors in this time? And I'm not just talking prayer. I'm talking defending our families against this outrage of communism trying to take over the country with a color revolution. But God has called us specifically for this time as warriors and there's something in our heart that rises up when the women of this nation cry out, help, we need help. We need men to stand in the gap between evil and our homes. Are we willing to do it? And I got to tell you something, if, these guys that have been sitting out for the last four years sat out during COVID, didn't stand up for the people then. Those are not the leaders we need for today. But even if you did sit out then, well, you have a chance of redemption. God is calling you to stand up in 2024, to get involved, to share the truth, to educate people, but also to, to get into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ where you pray with him. It's, it's a, a conversation. It's not just this one-way thing that so many people think prayer is. It's not just one way. We should actually listen. And I think God is, is awakening people. I think this is resonating in the hearts of people that are listening to Patriot Radio today. We've had enough of the evil, enough of the destruction of our children's bodies, enough of the destruction of innocent human life in the womb, enough of destruction of our southern border, enough of the destruction of our economy and our livelihoods, enough of the destruction of all of the principles and beliefs that made this country great. It wasn't atheists who made America. We're Christians, 1607, this country was dedicated to Jesus Christ. In 1606, just a year before, the Virginia Charter said the purpose was to spread the gospel. And then in 1620, the Mayflower Compact, the same thing. 
And then in 1648, with the Articles of Confederation, the United Colonies said the same thing. We are here to spread the good news, to rescue people who are lost and dying, to make sure they're set free, they're healed, and they can walk into their destiny. And so this event in Olympia is bringing churches from all different denominations together with unity in the Holy Spirit to pray, to fast, to stand, and to take communion. April 13th in Olympia, starting at 12 o'clock. Question is, are you going to be there? Question is, is your church going to be there? And this is happening all over the country, all 50 states. At the same time. And I believe that not only can the United States be saved in a day, but Washington state can be saved in a day. The Spokane can be saved in a day. But it's going to take us. It's going to take us, all of us as Christians, living out the call God has already commanded us to live out. I hope that you take that to your family tonight. This is Matt Shea. Thank you for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you and keep up the fight.